Welcome to the Practice Squad Pod, featuring your hosts, Jeff and Jake. And welcome to episode number two. This is the Practice Squad Podcast. I am Jeff. Uh, we are so glad you are here for week number two with us. Uh, if you guys listened into week number one, we want to give a big shout out, big thank you to you guys. Um, and we're happy that you're back for episode two. We got an exciting uh, episode today. We're going to look at the AFC a little bit. Uh, we're going to break down the conferences over the next few weeks. And AFC is up today. We have some surprise teams, some regression teams that we like. And then we're going to talk about some fantasy football as well today. Maybe some players we are looking at avoiding. And then a couple of the superstars where we think um, we would draft them, I guess, is kind of the thing we're looking at. So, uh, But, Jake, you have some uh, news for our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, today we want to welcome uh, special guests and hopefully a future frequent podcast uh Buddy here, uh, Thaddeus, welcome. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Excited to be here. Yeah, so we're pretty pumped. Um, welcome to the uh, the studio closet. The studio closet. Studio dungeon. Yes. yes. A couple some blankets for sound protection here, uh, or to make it sound better. But um, so a couple updates. So thanks again, everybody, for listening. I know Jeff mentioned that. Um, but we are available on Spotify now. Uh, we are in the process of working on the Google Play and um, Apple Podcast Store. So just waiting for those to get approved. Um, hopefully they do. I think they will. Um, and then we're also on YouTube and then um, another app called Anchor. It's on Google Play and iPod Store. You can access um, our link from that too. If you want to listen on Spotify, you can go right there. I mean, but you can obviously just go right to Spotify, but it's it's uh, helps support if you listen on Anchor as well. Um but yeah, so I mean, let's get right into it. Uh, this first segment, as Jeff said, we're going to be covering the AFC. So um, uh, let's let's have Thaddeus maybe kick it off, or Jeff. I mean, I don't I don't care. Yeah, um, I'll defer to Jeff. He's all right, the, the host. <laughs> all here. right. I guess um, yeah. So I guess our idea with this, um, with the AFC NFC, we kind of wanted to look at um, you know maybe some surprise teams that we we could see that some people maybe aren't expecting um, to either have a good year or to be like Super Bowl contenders. So we're going to get into that. Uh, some teams we could see regress, um, but let's start off with maybe some. Uh, we picked out two big things, two big teams, I should say, that had um, pretty big off seasons that could shake up the AFC. So let's start with Cleveland, um, adding Odell Beckham Jr. in the trade, as well as Olivier Vernon in that deal. Um, they also drafted Greedy Williams, who was initially like early on was projected as a top ten pick for a yeah. while. Mm-hmm. Um, fell them in the second round, so there's a lot of talent they got there. Uh, I mean, Thaddeus, why don't you just kick us off? What do you, thoughts maybe on the Browns um, yeah. offseason here? Well, I'm I'm excited to watch the Browns. The Browns are that team that for so long they've been so bad and they've been kind of getting some guys over the last couple of years and then bringing these these two guys in. I'm, I'm excited to see what the defense looks like. I mean, they already have Miles Garrett from a couple of years ago. They had Denzel Ward from uh, – previous draft as well and and so i think they signed sheldon richardson in the offseason mm-hmm. i think if he can play up to his potential from the past i mean i know he's i think he's sixth or seventh year in the league now and kind of been bouncing around the last two seasons with seattle as well but man i i think this defense could be really scary if if all the pieces come together and and then you flip that over on the offensive side, all the weapons that they've been bringing in. It's it's right. I think they could yeah. be an exciting team. I, I think a lot of people are definitely jumping on the the Browns bandwagon. It's Absolutely. it's it's hard as a Lions fan to see what the Browns have done. I mean, yes, they've had a lot of first round picks, but mm-hmm. see them go from like this 0-16 team and mm-hmm. within 
three years transform yeah. into a potential playoff competitor. It's just not fair. No. Right. Right. Yeah, and I think like the we look at um, Baker last year. Um, you know, I, he showed that he can play at that elite level. But I think the big thing, obviously, if they're going to make that big step forward this year, is can Baker Mayfield continue to be consistent? Mm-hmm. I you love know, Baker. Playing you know, I dangerous. I love Baker Mayfield. He's such an exciting player. And, you know, I mean, he showed why he was a number one pick, yeah. you know, that he deserved to be a number one pick last year. And now let's see if he can keep that up yeah. and keep them playing. But, yeah, now he's got Odell Beckham to throw to. David Njoku's finally coming into his own at the tight end position. Jarvis Landry. Adding Kareem Hunt, too. Chubb. Like, I mean, Hunt is suspended for quite a while. Yes, right. Nick Chubb. Depth at running back, for yes. sure. Really exciting. Um, Browns, man, I... I I'm expecting big things out of them, and like you said, it is kind of uh, upsetting, you know, as a Lions fan to be like, man, like they turned it around so fast, and it's like, well, at least that's the expectation, right? I know we have these high expectations. Right, yeah, yeah. They watch the Browns; they'll come out this year, and maybe they'll just be duds. You know, Six and, it won't and ten. Work. Do yeah. we think? Do we think they are making that big of a jump? Like, are, what were they I, last year? Six and ten was it last um, year? I believe it's six and ten, uh, but I do think that they will. I think they won seven games. Was it seven and nine? I think or seven, eight, and one, or seven and nine, something like that. Yeah, they they had the Steelers. Oh, that's right. Yep, Mm -hmm. I think you're right. We're not Browns fans. Don't judge us. Sorry, (laughs) Sorry, we don't have that. But um, I do think that. I think it. I think if they do, it's a wild card. I don't think this is the year to take the division yet for them. But I do think it is very possible for wild card potential mm-hmm. seeing, you know, Baltimore and um, drawn to play. Cincinnati, Cincinnati, sorry, are yeah. in that division. They definitely look dangerous. Um, it is definitely going to be a fun uh, – they're going to be fun to watch for mm-hmm. sure. But let's move on to uh, the other the other team that we um, kind of singled out in the AFC. And they had a very busy offseason. Um, a couple really big ads, Le'Veon Bell, C.J. Mosley. We're talking about the New York Jets here, mm-hmm. another team that's just been bad for so long. Uh, a couple other ads that, like, to me stuck out. Um, obviously, drafting Quinn and Williams in the uh, yeah with that early pick, I think he's going to be an absolute stud in the middle of that line to mm-hmm. pair with Leonard Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Jameson Crowder, I think, is an underrated ad for that receiving core, guy that can uh, move the chains for you. But thoughts on the Jets this this off season? Um, you know, I think obviously getting Le'Veon Bell, which most people know about, is a big add. I think not playing a year definitely hurts him. I think he'll have some rust on him to start the year. You know, everyone who plays football in the NFL always talks about how game practice and real time games is so much different than practicing, you know, with pads. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what he is and hopefully that, that year off doesn't hurt him on the field as far as even you know physical form or injuries but um like you said the big um draft pick with williams i think that's huge um but i think just it's kind of like a uh a reset for the the jets and this this could be a potential year you know they could i don't see them you know i don't see them you know playoff contenders maybe as a wild card but it would you know yeah. If I, things go right, right, for them, yeah. right, yeah, everything kind of has to click. To right. You know, quarterback has to definitely take a big step this year. Right. Um. But that's yeah. just my opinion. Darnold last year played 13 games, had a 17 to 15 touchdown to interception ratio. So like, you have to improve that a little bit. I think one of the things that I think could be a big deal is is we've got new head coach, new defensive coordinator, new offensive coordinator. So we've got a whole new system coming in for the Jets as well. So now that they have some of these young pieces and some of these new free agents, they're starting this new system. It could be a little bit of a fun, fun new BAMP, new look, New York Jets. J-E-T, Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah, to me, the Jets are moving in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, like we said, they've been bad for so long. CJ Mosley, I think, is probably the biggest ad they had. Um, and they almost landed Anthony Barr, too, mm-hmm. you know, before he decided to go back to Minnesota. Yeah, like, yeah. verbally committed, basically. Yeah, right, backed yeah. Out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I think with CJ Mosley, one of the things that that did is now they've got stars at every level mm-hmm. of their defense. You're talking about Quinton Williams and Leonard Williams on the front line. you got CJ Mosley in the middle in their linebacking core. And then you've got um, Jamal Adams right. and Tremaine Johnson in the back in the secondary. You know, so you've got playmakers at every level. So, the, yeah. their defense, I think they – as we said, you know, maybe it's not this year that they put everything together, mm-hmm. but I think watch out for the Jets over the next, like, you know, right. maybe next year, maybe ne- as early as next year, depending on what kind of growth we see out of Sam Darnold as mm-hmm. a team that could uh, be one of the AFC powerhouses moving forward. Yeah. So uh, let's move on to some of our surprise teams, maybe. Mm-hmm. So these are some teams that we um, may see regressing substantially. Some may be obvious. Some surprise teams as well that may be improving or who did well last year, maybe, and are going to get even better. And so with that, I'll start with the Colts. I think they were great last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think their offseason improved. Um, and I think they are definitely – I think they're going to be um, – you know, AFC championship contenders. I definitely could see them being up there as competing for a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, they added Justin Houston. They had, they were 32nd in sacks last year, so they had a great job protecting Andrew Luck. Um, and then they also added a couple wide receivers and Funches and um, as well as Paris Campbell. But the big thing is Andrew Luck, he's got that injury right now. I believe mm-hmm. it's uh, calf. He's had several MRIs, and they haven't really, since last April, and they haven't really come out and said, hey, he's going to be ready to go week one. It's kind of, you know. I feel like we've shaking. seen this before yeah. with this guy. <laughs> with the shoulder? For, yeah. yeah, right. No, he's, he's fine. He's fine. He's um, fine. But if everything holds true and he, he you know, he's in top shape to start, um, I definitely think I see the Colts as a Super Bowl contender. I will say mm-hmm. I'm I'm high on the Colts this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can agree with that one. They were uh, – they're actually one of the teams, you know, I think had you not said it, that was probably going to be the team that I went with. But uh, I definitely see the Colts as being a, a powerhouse in the AFC this year. Um, another a guy I like, and I just I, I saw a little film on him today. Uh, they are showing a highlight on the NFL Network. Is uh, Their second-round corner they drafted, Rock Yassin, mm-hmm. out of Temple. Yeah, okay. And, man, he just I, – I don't know who they were throwing to, but – he made just a great play to rip that ball out, and I think he is going to be a tough physical corner, mm-hmm. and uh, that could be a big-time add for that defense. And Leonard, you can't count him yeah. out. Oh, he's a stud, man. I loved watching Came him last year. Came out of nowhere year. last yeah, year. Yeah, he was awesome to watch. Mm-hmm. So I'll um, I'll go with I'll give you guys mine here. Since Jake took the Colts, I'm going to change it up a little bit. Uh, I'll give you another option. Uh, one of the teams that I, I think we talked a little bit about them was the Jets. I think the Jets could be a team that – if things go right, they could be a team that is contending for a wild card spot. But I'm going to go with another team out of the AFC East and a team that I think a lot of people don't really have high expectations for. But I could see the Buffalo Bills wow. being one of those teams that not necessarily is like a full-on playoff contender. But I think it's a team that by the end of the year, you're going to look at the standings and be like, wait, Buffalo's in contention for a wild card spot. Like they're technically in the hunt. Mm-hmm. I, solely based off the Frank Gore edition. Exactly. <laughs> Just for based. you. Absolutely. Um, the ageless wonder. He is actually, I mean, when you if you look at my notes here, Frank Gore is on my key list of ads that Very I put on beautiful. there. But I mean, I think they're doing they're moving um in the right direction as well. The names they added aren't like, you know, these 
they're not going to blow you away. Cole Beasley, John Brown, TJ Yeldon, Frank Gore, like, but they're solid players to, mm-hmm. to put around a young developing quarterback in Josh Allen, uh, who was outstanding for, in the fantasy yeah. uh, down the stretch for fantasy last year. So watch out for him running back, you know, um, but that defense number one against number one versus the pass added EJ Gaines and Kevin Johnson, a couple of good corners. Their draft was really solid. Their first three picks at Oliver that we talked about last week, uh, putting him on the defensive line. They need some help against the run. Mm-hmm. They were middle of the pack, so Oliver can help with that. Uh, and then Devin Singletary is a guy I like for the future for that team. I think this year, he, probably not going to see much of him, but at the running back position, just because there's so many guys in front of him. But I think Buffalo, if things go right for them, could be in the hunt towards the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. My surprise team, uh, I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. And yes, the Ravens, they won their division last year, uh, but I think they could be sneaky spicy. Uh, I'm all in on the Lamar Jackson. I'm, I'm oh. drinking. You had some Honolulu Blue Kool-Aid last week. I, I'm all in on the Lamar Jackson Kool-Aid. I, I can't help myself. Uh, I think they've got a great O-line situation. they got young guys, Ronnie Stanley, Orlando Brown. Uh, anchoring the ends, some other young talent on the O-line. I really like Mark Ingram. I think that takes some of the pressure off of Lamar Jackson, having to run it so much when you've got a bona fide running back in there. The tight end situation is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Mark Andrews and Hayden Hurst drafted in 2018. Uh, if you turn on the NFL Network at all, it's like Mark Andrews is the second coming of Tony Gonzalez. That's kind of what it sounds like if you're listening to all Make those a fantasy note. Yeah, <laughs> him no. Up later. No, don't don't do that. Don't do that. For that's Dynasty mine. Leagues, maybe? That's mine. That's right. mine. Uh, Baltimore is really great against the run last year, so I'm really interested to see what their front seven looks like this mm-hmm. year. They did lose some pieces in Suggs and Mosley, uh, uh, Zadarius Smith heading over to Green Bay, but they do still have a really good secondary. Um, and uh, just an interesting fact, as I was doing some research, the Ravens are the only team in the NFL that have a perfectly balanced schedule this year, where they are home one week, away the next week, hmm. alternating until wow. the end of the season. That so, could play in the favor. I could see that, yeah. be, you know, not away for too long. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. I don't agree with the, I think the Ravens will regress, unfortunately. I just think, I don't believe in Lamar Jackson as much as you do. Um, but I respect the the pick for well, sure. I do. I respect you as well. But I I just think like the Steelers, they potentially got worse. I don't think they're going to be better. They lost some some key mm-hmm. pieces in Bell. Toxicity and, though. They lost yes, a lot they of did toxicity. Lose but then also we and we've talked about this like the Jets and um, or sorry the Bengals and the Browns. Yeah, we think the Browns are going to be better. But how much better are they going to be? And the Bengals are probably not going to be good. So I I really think you know ten and six last year. I don't think their division got tons better, so I really think they could improve on that ten and six. Interesting, interesting. You know, Jake. So Jake, you touched on um, some regression there uh, that you think you can see with the Ravens. Let's jump into some of those teams that we can see regressing. And it's funny that you said it because Baltimore is actually one of the smooth teams. Transitions. It was great. He's just got the smoothest transitions. Born for this. I've guy. got them. Wow. Uh, Baltimore is actually the team that I. I put down as a team that I could see regressing. And it's not so, like uh, they have talent. Like you said Lamar Jackson, right. outstanding, but there's some injury questions with him a little bit. Um, you know, I think Mark Ingram, yeah, he's a good add. You know, I know they added Earl Thomas, but like Earl Thomas is starting to have those injury questions. Mm-hmm. You know, they, so they lost a little bit on that defense. I think their schedule, as much as you talk about it, it's being balanced, like I really think their schedule is really difficult. Um, I look at just who they play in their not like outside of their division. You're talking about at Kansas City, they go to Seattle. They have to play the Patriots. They play Houston, the Rams, and then you know we talked about the Jets being possibly a little bit better. Um, 
you know, and then even San Francisco looks a little bit better this year. So like, they don't they don't have the easiest schedule by any means, and so that's why I could see this team five wins. You know, I see like, five or six wins. Five wins. Five or six wins. I, I just I think based on that schedule, you know, like I, do you think they're five win? I think regression from ten. I actually, I don't want to get too much into. <laughs> I gotta save my 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 sure, record sure, I have sure. for them for the to keep people to want to tune in yes, to the predictions yes. episode. But and then of course there's always the questions about the pass catchers in in Baltimore. Like that would be their weakness. Who, who are sure. their receivers that they're gonna rely yeah, on? But will they even throw the ball enough? You know what I mean? Like, right. They so, were very run heavy. Yeah. At the tail end of that season, for sure. Not not saying necessarily that it's going to happen, but I could see Baltimore as being a team that that regresses. And that's the beautiful thing about football. We don't have to agree on everything. Mm-hmm. It's like a couple of years ago, everyone's like, oh, the Giants are coming out as a stud team, and then they just tank. So you yeah. never know. There's always a Save couple it teams. Save for the NFC, Jake. <laughs> I'm just saying there's Come always on, a man. couple teams. This is AFC today. No <laughs> there's mention. There's a couple teams that always regress, you know, and they're surprise regressions as well. But um, I know we had mentioned as well a couple other teams will just notable mentions for regressions. Uh, Tennessee, you know, they mm-hmm. just in Miami, you know, I definitely see Miami yeah. in the top five in the NFL draft next year as mm-hmm. far as picks. Um, but uh, and then I know the Broncos is that well, I had the Broncos and I had the Bengals. The Broncos, I, I think they could regress. Uh, Joe Flacco's not the answer. No, I no. don't know if Philip Lindsay can. I mean, he came out with his hair on fire last year. I don't know if he can necessarily repeat that. There's some injury concerns. Emmanuel Sanders. They have a really tough division, and I think overall they have the second hardest strength mm-hmm. of schedule. So I, I think the the Broncos could be a regression team for sure. Yeah. Well, let's um, let's move on here. Um, we talked a bit about the AFC there. Let's get into fantasy football. Fantasy football. Let's, let's kind of dive. Let's change subjects a little bit real here. Real fake football. Real fake football. Exactly. So our first, um, you know, I guess topic we want to look at. These are the guys that either where they're being drafted or just maybe a situation you don't like that this player is in, but who is a player that you are avoiding this year in fantasy football? Jake, why don't you start? So I have, I have two, but the one that I'm, I'm avoiding at all costs. And I know a lot of people will, you know, I just know there'll be guys in our league who go for this guy. Um, Damian Williams, I'm I'm really staying far away from him mm-hmm. right now. Um, an average um, where he's being drafted is like 24th overall, which in a lot of leagues is either the start of the f- uh, third round or the tail end of the second for your 12 mm-hmm. and 14 man leagues, um, which I I just feel is way too high. Okay, because mm-hmm. the 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 guys that are coming after him, you, I can't believe people are taking. You know, somebody like Antonio Brown. Um, I mean, if you're thin at running back and you have to take a chance on somebody, I mm-hmm. still feel like Damian Williams is not the answer. I feel like Aaron Jones is just only a couple picks, you know, with a new coach. I feel like, and Aaron Rodgers loves Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, if he could stay out of trouble, um, I feel like he's a, a much better pick. Um, I feel like Leonard Fournette is a better risk reward player than Damian Williams. And I've just read a few things already just coming out of Chiefs camp that um, Andy Reid's saying, hey, uh, we're going to go with a running back by committee. So I'm just, I'm not touching Damian Williams. And then I'll just leave it this one out there, but um, we'll get into him actually next segment as far as. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just want to add into like that Damian Williams real quick. Um, you know, we're talking about a guy who's being drafted in the second round who in his five years in the league, hasn't even had a total of 200 carries yet. Right. 50 is the most he's had in any season. Mm-hmm. And that was last year. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's just that you, People are taking a guy. I get that he had a good end of the year, but who, yeah. 
who wouldn't have in that offense with Kansas City last right. year? So for me, I'm not. I, I can't. I don't know that. I, how do you trust that guy mm-hmm. yeah. in the second round? He was so. third on the depth chart when when uh, Hunt got suspended, and then when Ware got hurt, he mm-hmm. was Damian Williams was number three. So. Well, one more side note. Sorry, they did draft a running back. He, he did look good in his first game from my inside chief fan sources. So um, that is another fact I had picked up, though. But they did draft a running back, and he, um, from what I watched as well, he did look pretty right. nice. But, I mean, it's preseason. <laughs> Jake, you mentioned this guy a couple minutes ago, um, Leonard Fournette. Sorry, didn't mean to. Leonard Fournette's actually a guy that I'm avoiding at all costs. Okay. I So I will, full disclosure, I drafted him a couple years ago, and he burned me. So that's factoring into this a little bit. <laughs> Fantasy football, there's Always a little happens, bit of passion right? involved, Always. right? So, but I, he does have injury history. The, mm-hmm. the hamstring last year, he missed six games. He's actually missed 11 games throughout his, his young career already. Um, I was reading an article where they were talking about how Leonard Fournette's lost a bunch of weight, so he's kind of shed some of that. He does. He's not going to necessarily be the, the big bruising guy that he kind of came into the league with the reputation of having, but uh, he's, he's really not a great receiving threat. Um if I'm at the top of the third round and I need a running back, I'm probably taking Gordon over Fournette at that spot, even with the contract issue. Maybe even a guy like Devonta Freeman, uh, maybe even dropping down to to a guy like Marlon Mack or something like that. But I feel like those are two great. See, those two guys I feel like are very underrated, Freeman and Marlon Mack. I right. feel like Mack had a great season, and in that offense, that right. high-powered Colts offense, it's mm-hmm. a great pick. Well, and and the thing about Mack is he's not necessarily a great receiving threat either. But the Colts, if, if they're taking the steps that mm-hmm. it looks like they're taking, they're, they're maybe not going to have to be th- uh, throw the ball, throw the ball as, as much, yeah. right? So a guy like mm-hmm. Naheem Hines won't have to be coming in mm-hmm. too many sure. passing downs. Yeah, obviously the injuries, I think, are the biggest thing with, with Fournette. Um, you know, and obviously being a Jags fan. I got my Jag shorts on today, actually. Jag oh, shorts. Got my Jag shorts Looking on. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, injuries have been the big thing. <laughs> <laughs> the injuries are the big thing with him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think – if he is healthy, though, that's the thing. Like the question, big question is always if right, with him. Right. But if he's healthy, and that offensive line, like last year, he he was missing. They had basically half their offensive line injured mm-hmm. as well, and he still, when he did play, put up some decent numbers. I think actually having a, we'll see if Foles can be a competent quarterback right. for that offense. Mm-hmm. I think Blake Bortles hurt him a lot too, is because that offense was so bad that mm-hmm. teams could just key in on him. Um, but if, if he's able to stay healthy, I, I mean, I think he he's definitely shown he has the talent to be, you know, one of those premier running backs. But mm-hmm. health is always the the big thing with him. I'm gonna go with my guy as Lashawn McCoy. Um, Shady, you know, he's been uh, been around for a while in the fantasy game, um, getting up. I think he's 31 now. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's getting on the wrong side of 30. I just don't like the situation in Buffalo for him with. All the, I mean, it's crowded. They had to TJ Yeldon. They had to Frank Gore. Champ. Josh Allen loves to run the football as well. Like, I just, I don't see there being enough carries. And I think there's even talk that, you know, he could get cut. Right. You know, so to me, LaShawn McCoy, no matter where I'm at, I think he's just one of those guys that I'm not even looking at. I'm not even considering him just because it's like. Yeah. I don't think I've taken him once in any mock drafts that I've been doing. Yeah. He's just one of those guys. I don't like it. Um, I'm moving on from him. You know, even if you're even, even we're sitting there round 15, he's I, on the board. I probably would take him if he's round I'm, 15. I'm, I'm not, I don't cut. want him. I, I, would pro- I, mean, I don't want him. He's probably like a fourth or maybe 15. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to take no him way. this one. But. No way. I mean, I'm taking Frank Gore over LaShawn McCoy any day. No, well, you take Gore in every league. So. RB1. So. Um, he isn't. 
<laughs> Probably one of my leagues right now. He could be. <laughs> why Jake, why don't you introduce this next? You, yeah. you kind of brought up the so idea. This, this year, week so. I was talking with the boys and I was like, let's interesting topic. So it's kind of along the same lines, but like, where are you guys? Cause these are huge fantasy players. Mm-hmm. These guys are guys who've gone first overall picks in previous years. Um, where are you taking these players? Gurley, Brown, Bell, and you could even throw in um, Elliot, um, and Melvin Gordon, Gordon. Yeah. yeah. Um, just because of of the situations they're in. I mean, just wh- where do you guys feel like? Because I f- I feel like a lot of people will take chances on this. Um, and I'm not so comfortable. I think. Mm-hmm. Let's start with Le'Veon. Like, let's just go through each guy maybe individually yeah. here. So let's start with Bell. I think for me, Le'Veon Bell is one of those guys that, yeah, I know he sat out last year, and there might be you know there's some rust to that, but. I'm still, he's one of those guys that I'm still taking him round okay. two, mm-hmm. you know, maybe Agreed. not round one, um, you know, just because there are a lot of those elite pass catchers sure. and there are some other backs that I think yeah. are more worthy than him. But if I'm sitting there early round two, maybe getting close to mid round two, for sure, I'm taking him by mid round two. If I'm, if I'm sitting at the end of the first round, like pick eight, nine, ten, somewhere around there and guys like Hopkins are off the board or, or Julio or OBJ, I think I'm probably taking Bell end of the, mm-hmm. the first mm-hmm. at that spot. Yeah, I, I feel like he is the safest of all the names we mentioned. I mm-hmm. still think, yeah, like you guys have said, he comes back. I still – a little bit of rest maybe the first few games, hopefully not, but I feel like he would be the safest of, of all those guys for Cause, sure. Because he's a threat as a pass catcher mm-hmm. as well. He right. can line mm-hmm. him up in the slot yeah. at wide, and he can do all of it. So, mm-hmm. so let's go to your the next guy on that list, uh, Todd Gurley. Um, Jake, where are you taking Todd Um, Gurley? So Todd Gurley to me, it's interesting because they're kind of like, oh yeah, Todd's looking good. You know, he's doing good. But then you just see, like, you'll just scroll on Twitter. Oh, Todd Gurley's knees are not good. And it's like, it's just so back and forth. And the way they kind of used him at the end of last year scares me. Mm -hmm. Um, I know he's had a whole off season to kind of rehab it. But um, to me, if Todd Gurley's there, and I don't think he will be, but if he's there in the middle of, late end of the second it'd mm-hmm. be hard to be like all right i can't let you know somebody like todd Gurley. Yeah, i think you're a fool if you let him go right past yeah. the second there if he's getting to the third I yeah think he, for I sure think it's a little foolish whoever you're, you're mm-hmm. drafting with um not first though i would not take him in the first round, no i would in my neither. opinion yeah i think it would again i think it would depend on you know the size of your league and you know where you're picking but like if i'm sitting there in a 12-man league at the end of the first and Again, it's it comes down to a couple. I, I don't know exactly who, but I would, yeah, because there's know, those tiers, I, there's, right? There's always that thought, you know, that maybe he's a guy you take as long as. And I, th- if I'm taking him, you better believe I'm taking Get Henderson. As <laughs> yeah, well, you know, this Handcuff, year, but for sure. But I agree. I think I think second round. I think you absolutely have to take him there. Yeah. So I, that's what I said too. I, I said mid second. Um, I'm I'm kind of praying that he doesn't fall to me, uh, just because I don't want to have to make, make this decision. I know exactly; it always uh, happens. But there's another guy that I, I think, even with the contract issues, I think I'm probably taking Gordon before I would take Gurley there. So, I agree with that. I think I like Melvin Gordon's situation, even with the contract stuff. I don't think it benefits him. Same with Ezekiel, and I know we'll touch on that in a minute. But I don't think it benefits either of them to sit out for a year from what I've read. You know, it's not like they're mm-hmm. going to be free agents, I don't think, next year. I could be wrong. I have to double-check. But I think the the Gordon situation, I still think... He, I feel like you'd get more games out of him than Gurley. I know he's mm-hmm. also had some injury questions, but I just like the Melvin Gordon situation a little bit more. So if he's in the second round, you know, I'm, I'm taking him for sure. Right. Yeah, for me, Melvin Gordon, like, I, there's not really a debate for me on him. I, 
I'll take him in the first round. I'm not too concerned over okay. the whole contract yeah. situation with him. Like you said, like I think he's going to end up playing, you know. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. taking it. You know, yeah. depending – I mean, if I'm in the back end of that first round, I'm taking Melvin Gordon. Oh, heck, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, obviously yeah. there's some of those premier guys like Barkley and McCaffrey. I'm not taking Gordon at the top of the first. No. But, but those guys I'm taking him. Top five, yeah. You know, Zeke's another guy. You know, we talked – you just mentioned him. Like, uh, ultimately, I think he's going to play. You know, like you said, I, mm-hmm. I don't think he misses the year. I think at the end of the day, he'll be he'll be on the field for Dallas, and I'm taking him. I don't I'm know. taking I, the shot oh, on him. See, I feel like the Zeke ego is the one. I just feel like he would be the guy to do it. You know, do it. Like, like why would you leave Cabo? That's <laughs> <laughs> my thought. <laughs> a little bit of the, um, but yeah. And then I mean, did we have a last guy on there? Oh, Brown. Brown is mm-hmm. another big guy. I mean, mm-hmm. I know there's been a lot of things behind uh, Antonio Brown. You know, with the offseason stuff, the mm-hmm. helmet stuff, right? Um, the foot thing, um, hard knocks. I know a lot of people have been tuning in, but I just feel like um, Brown. I'm taking him if he's in the second round. I'm taking Antonio Brown, which I think he'll be a second round guy. I'll be honest. I th- I'm taking him second round. I a lot of drafts have him average at the start of the third, yeah. end of the second, but I'm taking him. Yeah, yeah for me, I, I'm waiting until the third. I think I'm Brown. Just, I mean, to me, it's more so on Derek Carr, not necessarily Antonio Brown. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean he he has been a little bit of a diva this off season, but for me, I'm I'm waiting a little bit just because I want to see like what's Derek Carr going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean he's shown that he can be so inconsistent. So I'm waiting until the third on that one. I feel like, I mean, there's going to be guys available at the wide receiver position like OBJ, Tyreek Hill. I, I, I'm i probably dropping down to get Tyreek maybe sooner than some other people are. Um, and so I, I think you can get those guys before AB. But but I if he's there kind of late second, I think I'm pulling the trigger. I mean, Antonio Brown's so explosive. I mean, he, he's right. he's going to catch the ball. He's going to give you yards after the catch. He's going to give you touchdowns. And uh, and so I, I, I'm excited. I, I've there was a thing that came out earlier today, um, just probably an hour before I swung over to the, the studio dungeon, and he was saying how the the helmet situation, the the league denied his appeal. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's like I, I I found a list today. I think there's like 32 other helmets that he can pick. So I mean, he's gonna <laughs> find just a being helmet. A little diva. I yeah. mean, it's kind of yeah. what he's been so, doing this season, off season. Yeah. So, um, and to to wrap up the show, um, that that's gonna do it for our, our as far as you know. NFL stuff, but we got our first email. I'm super Ooh. pumped about it. Um, from our good friend and uh, uh, great, um, great Kansas City Chief fan insider Grant. Uh, he emailed us. Uh, hello, Jeff and Jake, um, and Thaddeus. I know he didn't mention Thaddeus because he wasn't on the show last week, I'll but that's all right. I'll it's okay. He didn't know. Um, he says, first of all, really enjoyed the podcast. Um, second of all, he says, Jeff, you got to lay off the Honolulu Blue Gatorade. <laughs> and he says, third of all, uh, Jeff's bold prediction of the Chiefs not making the playoffs is horrible. That's why they're called bold predictions, man. Yeah, I, yeah, that's I know. why it's bold. <laughs> it's I got to think of something to get get the fans to email me in, and I, I succeeded. Grant, you did it. <laughs> um, but he did have a question for us, which I'm pumped about, so we're going to give you a little tease of college football today. Um, so for us uh, Detroit natives and um, – Well, I'm not a Detroit uh, native. Well, you know – us Detroit fans and Michigan fans here, um, all of us are. Are you guys, this is what he says, interested to see what you guys think. Is it more likely for the Lions to make the playoffs or Michigan to make the college football playoffs? Wow. Whew. 
I'm going college football playoffs, even though it's a stretch. Do I, I have to take one of those things? Oh, <laughs> that's a tough one. He's almost mocking us. I, I, feel yeah. like, I, I feel like he just wants me to do that because he knows I can't say Michigan. But like, yeah. Because they always just find a way to lose a game. Like they're gonna lose Ohio State because oh. they just can't beat them for some stupid reason. That's oh, just so sad. So he just, he knows that I'm gonna have to say the Lions, and he's gonna tell me I'm drinking more Kool Aid. But honestly, I think the Lions making the playoffs is more realistic than Michigan getting in there. Just be, I, I don't know. I, I just, do I do feel like the college football playoff is already set today. Well, well yeah. Of. I mean, you're, like, you're, yeah. you you got a bunch of teams. You know, you've got Alabama and Clemson in. Yeah. So you've got two spots left, and that's Probably why I think it's Oklahoma just a lot harder to get in. Third. Yep. All right. This is making me upset. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in if you did. Uh, we'll be back next week. I know this one was a little bit of longer side, but thanks for listening. I appreciate it. We all appreciate it. And we'll be back next week with some more fun topics. Email us in if you uh, got you know got something you want to ask, got something you want to hear, criticism. Um, anything works. Uh, but we'll talk to you guys next week, and thanks again. See ya!